Welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Andy, how you doing today? Good, good. Yeah, Monday. Monday is come and gone. Watched a little ball, took it easy. It snowed. Actually, we had like a snowstorm yesterday. Cleaned up the Ooh. driveway. Back at it. There's basketball tonight. I don't, uh, anybody who follows me on Betsperts realizes I didn't make any plays in the two NIT games, but I will have some, I'll talk about them a little, a few angles here and there. The association goes on, men and women's tennis, wrangling on, baseball is closer. We teased that a little last night in the deep dive. We will have um, an extended conversation with uh, Adam Burke, who we had on, you know, on the Brown Bag Vets her earlier in the month. Uh, talk yeah, a little more baseball. Stuff. So, and hopefully we can get a chance to get him and maybe some other baseball um, contributors, content creators, handicappers, experts, anything like that onto the show as we go forward through the summer, because there's a ton of baseball to talk about. If you really want to bet every single day um, for now, just dive into tonight. Probably, uh, probably still, well, I should always start by thanking the sponsor WinBet. $500 free bet. We're getting dangerously close to another state. $1,000 in Michigan. Be sure to sign up. Links in the podcast description or on our Twitter. If you want, you can still get free sweatshirts. We're still just slinging free sweatshirts. Anytime you sign up, get a new account. I'm still getting those emails. We're still shipping them out. Apologies to anyone who's got back ordered. That was just like a COVID thing, I guess, from Under Armour which is a pain in our butt because we had to sit and apologize to people. But at the same time, they're coming. Everyone's getting one. Keep them coming. And let's talk to them uh, association. Indeed. The NBA continues on. We've got seven games tonight. I've got two plays. Um, we'll start at the first game tonight. Utah's playing Boston. Um, I believe this will probably be the, the game on TNT or God, maybe they're not going to make us watch Atlanta, Houston, or Cleveland, Miami. I really hope it's the Utah-Boston game. But like the Celtics team total over here, I think that um, Boston is going to be really competitive in this game. They continue to get better, having players come back. Marcus Smart has made a big difference here. Um, they match up very well with Utah. I mean, they're a team that has a lot of good wings. Uh, guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are really going to challenge Utah. Um, yes, they've got Gobert protecting the rim, but those guys are comfortable operating on the perimeter, doing things like that. So I think we're going to see a very competitive game. Um, I think it's going to be fast-paced. was looking at an over, was maybe looking at finding a way to bet Boston here, but I just like this team total over a lot more than I like the spread or the, the total. Again, Boston's really put it together here. I've got them scoring 114 and a half, almost 115 points. Um, so a little bigger edge here for me than on the total and the spread. So we'll take the team total over on the Celtics, Andrew. Well, especially now that they kept their coach and he didn't go to Indiana, which was the most hilarious rumor. Like, I, and I get that there's some weird hires. Like BC made a weird hire. There's some weird uh, Rick, Rick, not Rick, Richard Patino got hired like seven minutes after he got fired from Minnesota. Like people do hire some, make some odd hires. Like it wasn't happening. Like he wasn't going to go to Indiana. Yes. <laughs> It's Indiana. It's one of the best college jobs in the world. He's in the, the arguably the greatest NBA franchise of all time. It's the Celtics or the Lakers. They have, like, I think between the two of them, 33 or 34 championships at this point. It's nuts. Like, it's ridiculous. He's not leaving the big show. Well, I'm betting over. I like overs. 
We'll jump one more here. Uh, my Philadelphia 76ers, another team total over 112. It's nice. A lot of, a lot of simple numbers today, Andy. Two teams, same number. Uh, the Sixers, again, without Joel Embiid, are hosting the New York Knicks. Um, again, looking here at, at for ways to attack the Sixers. Um, the spread here at minus seven is right about what I would make it normally. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of points tonight. I think the Sixers are going to cruise over this number. Again, I have this at uh, 115, almost 115 and a half myself. So like the Sixers tonight to put up a lot of points, we generally see a little higher pace when Embiid's off the floor. And I think that they're going to have no problem scoring without Embiid, given Simmons, given Harris, and all the shooting that will be on the floor. Knicks on a back-to-back, and I think a three and four. So good spot for the Sixers here. I'll take the team total over. Yeah, let not a, not maybe not a full letdown spot, but it's got to be a little dis- – I mean – getting the shit kicked out of him essentially maybe not true i mean it was close but maybe it wasn't as close as the final score appeared like there were times where the knicks were not in that game it was and it was like touted as a oh look these teams are over 500 it's such a weird thing to <laughs> to promote like both the new york teams are sort of good and the knicks are not sort of good i mean obviously the nets are a good team but the knicks yeah, are just accidentally right. above yeah they're above 500 congrats so they got Tom Thibodeau as the coach. I mean, anybody who's going to run these guys on the ground like that is going to win a lot of regular season games. So hats off to anybody that had their team total over before the, the preseason. I was uh, I, it was probably pretty close to the top of my list of cross-offs, unfortunately. But Thibodeau wins games, regular season games. Yeah, and he, he's just a different kind of coach. If you get the right players around him who are who basically, I'm, I'm going to say it, put up with him. Like you know that that respond to his style of coaching, it's not going to be bad. It's not going to be a disaster. He's not a disaster coach, but I don't care for him. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan. I don't know. I didn't like him here. I didn't like him Chicago. I'm. I'm not a Thibodeau guy. So we'll uh, we'll fade it. We'll play the oh some team total overs. Those are a lot more fun than especially when you you do see. Hopefully not. Hopefully not blowouts because blowouts can sometimes kill these as well. But hopefully yeah. the underdogs can compose themselves, keep within some sort of striking distance, and get us there. And uh, we'll we'll dig into some other sports this week. I've uh, I haven't fully gotten my golf together yet. I said I'm going to be faster about it. Especially, well, especially in a couple of weeks when we don't have college basketball at all, and I don't have a weekend full of college basketball to futz around with. But right now, it is a little slower. I was able to run my golf numbers a little faster, which made me very happy. Like uh, I'm fully appreciative of that. Uh, it's it's great to actually bet into some decent numbers. I'm probably going to bet bet head to heads this afternoon, which is I've been betting like Wednesday night, just like the the end of the market, which sucks. It sucks to get the worst of the number. Like I said, I'm still putting that stuff together, but I do have a look on outrights. This is a really poopy field. Like it, it's actually pretty bad. There's. Um, I don't know. Anyone who's followed along to like tennis betting has seen, you know, some of these small tournaments that fall before or right after a slam, they, they have, you know, they will struggle to get good fields into some of those tennis events. Same thing with the golf. Like it's right after the players, people are taking off not only because they have to prepare for other big tournaments coming up, but it's right after a big one. And then not only that, like three people, uh, got COVID. It wasn't anyone super high on the list, but I mean, Doc Redmond and you don't like to see Jared, 
Yeah, Gary Woodland. They're, they're good. And it's Piercy, too. He's a decent player. So not only was it a bad field, but it's a bad field that's been further decimated by COVID. So we're getting some Monday qualifiers in. It's it's a goofy – it's a bad field. Like, essentially, you're seeing Dan Ber- Daniel Berger. He won a tournament earlier this year. He won the AT&T. He's been great, but he's like 10 to 1. Like Daniel Berger being 10 to 1 is – He's usually in the 40s and 50s, right? Yeah, he's he's usually quite a bit bigger number. So that says a lot about this field. And I I still can't make a case for somebody super deep in the past. There have been some pretty good players that have won this. Obviously, this was held at a different time in the year in previous years. So we did see better fields here. But I do like uh, Mr. Neiman Jocko from Chile here. He's a guy I've liked a lot. He's on the upswing. He's young. His last five, he's gaining a ton TD green. I think over five strokes per round TD green. Um, God, where is it? Yeah. The Sony in the Tournament of Champions, he was just murdering the ball, getting it to the green. He's not a bad putter. I don't wait putting hardly at all, so I don't really give a shit about it. But he's a decent enough putter where he can play well. I'm going to play him probably outright. I'm going to look at some top five, top 20 prices. So um, there's a there's a rogue 20 to 1 out there. I think it's FanDuel. It's either FanDuel or DraftKings. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check again, but for the most part, he's 16, 18 to one. I don't like much less than 18. I got a 20 on him yesterday. So probably not doing a ton without rights this year, but in a, a shit field like this, I am going to grab some Neiman and play the derivatives like the Europeans do with the each way stuff. I'm going to play top five, top 20, top 10. Some, some books have top FanDuel. 40 markets. FanDuel has top 40 markets, I believe too. That's a fun one. So look at those derivatives. Let me know what you think. If you have anything, and like I said, I will have all my outrights out hopefully this afternoon or into early tomorrow morning, and we'll talk about some of them on the show tomorrow. Do you have a nice drive to Iowa? I'm going to now. No, I bet uh, uh, there's a uh, ex-Tony book had 20 to 1 yesterday. Ah, there you go. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was just right looking now. at some yeah. of the some Vandalese 20 to 1, DraftKings 13 to 1. So do shop around. Do shop around, yes. And, and that's why I look because you might also have win bet. That's true. I should check what he is at win. Either way, um, yeah, do shop around in these. I was just I didn't bet it at FanDuel. I just uh, was looking at some of the, the legal books because sometimes the outright prices are just off market in certain places for that. So do shop around and uh, what's some tennis? Monterey and St. Petersburg soldier on. We do. Now, normally I would jump into Monterey because I'd have a lot of these picks for St. Petersburg out already, but there's a match that starts in two, maybe two and a half hours at this point. I'm going to take the over here. Teresa Martin Kova is playing Stephanie Vogele. Um, you know, two players that. that Martin Kova is a fairly big favorite here. I think it's given some of her recent play. Vogele hasn't played quite a bit, but two veteran players. Um, they generally play very long matches, even when they're only two sets. I have this number at 21. Um, you know, not like 21 and a half I do, where I do a lot of times, but I would hang a juicy 20 and a half or a cheap 21 here. So being able to get 20, and I think it was uh, minus 115. So a little, 
more than standard juice. Um, it was really nice. 20 is a very key number in totals. Um, just you get a chance to push on 6464, 7.562. Um, again, it's just a lot of value in that number 20 versus the 20 and a half and the 21. So we'll go over 20 here. Again, I would make it 21. Um, and this starts, I think, in let me just double check again in just a few hours. It's the last match on St. Petersburg, I believe, which should start about 2 p.m. Eastern. So we'll see. It should. It won't start before then. Um, tennis matches only start later, never earlier, folks. Yeah, pretty much how it goes. And then Monterey, we've got a parlay from yesterday we have to close out. On Lee one, and we've got Heather Watson up at 2 p.m. to close that out. And then another parlay. Um, Going to grab Ka Uven here. She was able to qualify. Um, and is just one of the more talented players in the field. Um, her rating hasn't quite caught up to her game. I was actually surprised that she had to qualify for this field, but she's here. She's in solid form. Her first round matchup is a woman, Maria Camilla um, Osorio Serrano, a player that I think at some point will be very good. I'll get used to saying all four of those names more and maybe even have a Serrano major league joke at some point, Andy. But for now, I'm going to be betting against her. Um, again, I just expect her to be outclassed. She qualified as well, so she – you know, no form advantage here for Gaha, just, you know, talent. I, I look at my numbers, you know, the, the line here for Yuvon when I bet this was right around minus 260, I have it closer to minus 320, so some value there. And then another girl we like to bet on quite a bit, Nadia Podoroska is playing Anna Kalinskaya. Um, she's right around minus 175, 180 for this match. I have her closer to minus 200. Put them together, we get a little bit better than plus 110. You know, again, parlays, as we've talked about this before, if you have an edge on both sides, it's good. If you don't, it's bad. It's kind of, you know, gasoline to a fire, if you will. If it's a good fire, that's a good thing. If it's a bad fire, it's a bad thing. Uh, it will it will exacerbate an edge or lack thereof, no matter what you're doing. So take it easy on just find, oh, I got to find another leg for this. And I do, did the Watson match cancel? Did we bet Watson versus? I don't think it was I need to go fire. back and look. It was really close. It, it, it canceled, I think, either while we were on air or just before. And I can't remember what match I got. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Because she's right. scheduled to play Harry and Dart now. And I, I feel like it was Kovinich because we talked about the how to say the C at the end of it. Okay, so, cool. So we won. We got a half one on our parlay yesterday. Yeah, I, I feel it. Yeah. And I, I threw Fernanda. And by the time I placed the bet, the Watson one was canceled, so I threw Fernandez in there. And so I, I ended up with a winner. And uh, maybe I'll throw uh, – I mean, real quick, what do you think of Watson over Harriet Dart at about the same I, price, I like that minus too. 250? It's, it's, it's minus 250. That, that seems just about right to me. I don't know if there's a big edge there. Um, you know, Dart, again, had to qualify a little bit, so she kind of has some form. Um, and her and Watson, both uh, British players, know each other played well. each other a few times. Yeah. So – you know, something I generally stay away from. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough slate in Monterey today. Normally I'd have more totals. Given this many matches, you've got Sloane Stevens playing in her first match in quite some time. It's almost a good idea at this point to just blindly bet against her, but she's playing Christina Kokova, who's not even a good ITF player, frankly. No. Um, so you can't do something like that. Kracheva Zhang is going to be, I think, a fun back-and-forth match. The total is sitting at 21.5, which seems like a half a game too high to me. But there's a great chance that goes three sets. It's kind of one of those dynamics I talked about yesterday where I almost want to bet under 21.5 and then put a smaller stake on over 2.5 sets, make a little bit of money, as long as they don't somehow thread the needle of going you know, over in two sets. Um, and, and that's kind of the rest of the day. I mean, Blankova-Golubic, 
would kind of want to go over there, but Kalubic just been kind of beating the crap out of people, even though Blankova is generally an over player. That's just kind of a messy slate. Jeannie Bouchard coming off her win, Tormo coming off her win last week. So, yes, they've had some rest, but, you know, we hate playing women the week after wins, no matter what Kelly wrote. Yes, there's some fatigue stuff and a little bit of a travel there. So it's just a tough slate for, for the women today. That's why you've got just the parlay and then the total that starts in a couple hours. I'll have to take a look at it. I'll probably play the parlay because I'm in on that. So, um, And then real quick, like I said, I didn't have edges on these, but, I mean, they're still going to play them. I'm 99% sure they're playing these in Frisco, Texas. I would say the NIT is normally at the Garden. It's always, you know, the, the Apple. There's always a picture of the Apple. It's the big Apple. So they're playing this, I think, at a few different places in Texas. I believe this one is in Frisco, and the other one is in Denton. Frisco at the Star, which is somewhere. It's one of the places they hold some of the conference tournaments. Maybe the Southland. I should know. I just wrote a shitload of previews about this. And then the other <laughs> game is in Denton, which I think is where North Texas does play their basketball. They are into the major, into the big tournament from winning their conference tournament over Western Kentucky, who plays today. A lot of people on Western Kentucky making some cases saying Western Kentucky is a better team here. My numbers tend to agree. They make this St. Mary's by about a half point rather than two, but I did, did some smoothing and did some more comparisons. And honestly, after I looked at it about three different ways, this line is pretty damn close. St. Mary's has a really, really good defense, like top 10 in the nation kind of defense. And they play at a crazy slow pace. You can see the total here. If you're tempted to bet an over 125 here, Maybe pump the brakes on that. Not only do they play a, one of the, I mean, bottom 10 slowest offenses as far as average possession length, their tempo is crazy slow. That's just how they play. They're going to be on a neutral court playing a slow tempo with a really good defense versus another team that, while they're not, you know, bottom 10, they're bottom half of the country as far as tempo. So Western Kentucky does not play a fast up-tempo game. So this is going to be a slow game. That's why we're seeing a total like this. Not only that, the faster-paced team is facing a top-10 defense. So I make this pretty close. Honestly, I, I can't bet into either of these numbers. If I had to bet a, a total, I'd, I'd bet the under here. Like this game could end up like 52-51. This could yeah. be a, a, just an absolute snoozer. Um, after this, this game doesn't start till six. I'm gonna go look at some of the results from uh, from the Frisco Star because we did just have a conference tournament. I want to see maybe if there's some some signal there on how teams were shooting at Frisco in Frisco, Texas. The oh, yeah, other one, God, are these? Yeah, this is a. These are a couple teams I lost futures on. Western Kentucky lost in overtime to North Texas. And that's too, you start to look at motivation. Some of these teams in the NIT, like St. Mary's, you know, they really didn't have a shot based on how they played this year and who they had to play in the conference tournament. I mean, they just got smoked by the Zags. But Western Kentucky, they were absolutely in it to go to the tournament. They were in overtime with North Texas, couldn't get it done. Now they're in the NIT. So some of these games I do like to watch and see if there's some body language. Like, oh, shit, this team does not care. They don't want to be here at all. Like they're they're gross. Like they don't they don't give a shit about the NIT. Usually it's more major programs where some of these these you know mid majors they can get the they can get their kids up and fired up to play a few extra games, get ready for next year. Especially a team like oh we were so close, 
we're so close to making it. You know, we're going to get some extra games in as a bonus, and we're going to be better for it next year. So if I if I had to bet it, I'd bet Western Ducky on the money line and the under. Um, somebody says, joining a little late, but we, either of you reveal your own March Madness brackets. So, I mean, with the game theory of how it goes, like I do different March Madness brackets based on the size of the pool. So I'll probably fill out 10 and none of them will be the same. You know, they'll have a lot of similarities, but like I said yesterday, I'm starting to work on some uh, blogs that I'll be putting out over the next couple of days. So I'll put out like my projections or, you know, my, my, my broad spectrum projections for the brackets. So I will have a, a bracket put out in four pieces eventually here this week. We'll talk through it. I don't know. I do you, do you fill them out? Do you fill them out, Alex? I do. I fill a bunch out, and I kind of do the same thing you do. What I actually start with is uh, the first bracket I do. I used to print them out. I don't have a printer this year or so, um, but I would take one and fill one out in pen. And I don't fill the whole thing that. out, but I basically go through and look out and fill out, you know, most probably 75 to 65 to 75% of the first round and so on and so on. And that, like, kind of, like you said, that was my base. And basically every bracket would have those games picked, and then the rest I would sort of bounce around and, and change a little bit. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like you, it's almost like building DFS lineups. You have your core four, like you do have some core tenants. Like I do believe this team is coming out of the region, and I'm going to stake stake you know my, you know however you want to say it, your entry fees on it. So uh, I'm I'm similar to that, and I will put some out some of my thoughts on some of the games as we get going here. The other NIT game, as I mentioned, in Denton is. We have we have NIT tomorrow too, or uh, what day is it today? Oh, these are tomorrow. Shoot, I'm talking about tomorrow's games. What I, was say, I didn't think there were games tonight, but you were so yeah. Confident. I got excited because I such pulled a good up, job. I just let you go. I pulled up NCAA. Well, I'm going to talk about it anyway because we're going to get heavy into golf tomorrow. So I'm going to talk about this anyway. This is tomorrow night. Damn it! I was excited to watch basketball tonight. I just pulled up the ESPN app and looked at the scores and it pulled up like, Hey, here's the next games. And I just assumed it'd be this evening. So I, I, my mistake, these are Wednesday. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed for you, but we are ready to go. Toledo is a team. I faded in their conference tournament. I actually got a winner in the Mac 10 to one on Ohio felt real good. This is a crazy good offense top 25 offense and efficiency in the country, obviously the best in the league. They're averaging over 83 points scored over their last 10 games. They will, this is the opposite of the other game. I mean, look at this totals a buck 55 almost. So I know this is, this is going to be quite different again, still in a neutral in a weird spot, a couple of mid majors, although Richmond obviously had their eyes on maybe a run through their bracket in the Atlantic 10 and possibly getting a, and at large, if they could, you know, I think they kind of sealed their fate before the tournament with some some choice losses. But, you know, this is a team people liked before the season. This is a good team. They had a, a couple ugly losses. They lost to St. Joe's once they got Daly back there. They lost to LaSalle back in January. And they, the loss to Duquesne in the tournament was gross. Like, they... They were favored. They were supposed to take that one and move on. So now they get Toledo. I don't know where their head's at, but this should be a bit of a shootout here. I'm, I guess I didn't even run numbers on this one. I think, oh, I did. I made this one. I mean, I made this one just as close 
Although I do think this total is probably still even a little low. It's funny. I want to bet the under on the low total and the over on the high total instead of finding the easy way in the middle. But I, I still, I still think it's not this a bad be idea. Like, People have an no, over under bias like, the other way. There's a bit of a bias. I still do think this should be like 158. So I, I would probably lean towards the over. And honestly, Richmond has been so disappointing against teams that were well below where Toledo is. And, you know, the Mac is not the Atlantic 10, but still, this is a very good offense. This is, you know, even in the games in the tournament, they played in a close overtime game and lost to Ohio. They still cracked 80 in both of those. Obviously, one was overtime, but, I mean, they had they had 80 points before they got to, I think, yeah, they had like 79 going into overtime. So they're always out there putting up 80 points. It's just what they do. So I'd lean towards the over, and I'd lean towards Toledo again. I'd lay the points here, minus two. So that's for tomorrow, and uh, I guess we won't talk basketball tomorrow because I ruined it, and we'll just do golf, <laughs> we'll tennis, and some out. NBA. Maybe, yeah, we'll we'll t- maybe we'll show the folks some sections of our bracket or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. There yeah, will we'll be around with that. We'll talk tomorrow. We're getting soon. So, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday we have NIT action. Thursday we'll have a college basketball guest, and Friday the tournament starts with some, uh, some other stuff. I think um, – I'm not sure when play-in games are. I'm gonna have to look at schedule on that. But I thought play-in games getting, are maybe Thursday. I think we're getting close. And yes, you did miss NBA discussion. We hit that off the bat. If you want to rewatch this, also I'll post the YouTube link on Twitter so you can watch it on YouTube. It was like the first five minutes we hit NBA right away. So with that, let's uh let's call it a day. We'll regroup tomorrow. We'll see you guys. Thanks for the hang. As always, follow us on. Betsperts app. The Betsperts app at Andy and at Alex Christensen. And that's it. Mm-hmm.